0: Is the ring of words.
1: Pop News.
2: The trivia music show.
1: Of your favorite pop stars.
2: Hey, hey, how's it going out there, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Pop Muse, the pop music trivia show of your favorite stars in music. And as always, we search the internet and find less-known facts of some of the big names, legends, megastars, or what I always say some cool cats from the international and national stage to fill you in on. And let's see at the end of this episode if you know as much as you think you know about some of these icons in music. I'm TJ Reed, and I got my bro Yoon Chi with me in the studio. What's going on, man? Hey, what's
1: up, everybody? Hope you're doing good. And TJ, are you a fan of Keeping pets? Not really. Do you know that some people would keep bunnies or rabbits uh-huh. as pet?
2: Yeah, I've heard of these people. Yeah,
1: they- and uh, when these bunnies are listening to music with their <laughs> pet owners, uh-huh. what kind of music do you think bunnies are attracted to? Hold on, give me a second here. It's a genre of music. Uh, rapping. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, carrot, carrot! You're all you're. You are almost there. It's, yeah, but I'm just. It's hip hop because Bunny's also like to hop. Aww.
2: <laughs> oh, so you guys, besides Rabbit, do you want to share someone special with us today? All right,
1: I am introducing a really special female
2: artist today. All right.
1: So this artist is really interesting because her life events are kind of like a roller coaster.
2: Oh, so there right. has
1: been dramatic changes in her music style, in her personality, in her looks, if you look at 10, 20 years ago compared to
2: today. Okay. Well, these are the kind of stories that we all like to hear on Pop news, right? Isn't it? <laughs> And today I'm introducing a huge name in the world of music, and I'm pretty sure you know who she is, Yun Chi. Regardless of generations, I think everyone will be interested to hear about this global icon's background, so I'm really excited to get started on that. I hope I don't fail your expectation, TJ. (laughs) I kind of hope you do. But anyway, let's (laughs) get cracking. Let's not waste any more time. So, fact number one, and this is according to the authorized biography of... Well, this artist, which I won't name at this time. She's the youngest of, wait for it, 14 children. 14? 14, that's right. Is she from America? She is not from the U.S. Her mother wanted to be done having kids after having her twins. And these are the 12th and 13th. Wow. After they were born, she was done. But then, at 41 years old, she was ready to have some time for herself. So at that time, she was planning, actually, to find a job and uh, take trips with her husband. So she was looking to just relax and Mm. enjoy some time of not being pregnant. I can totally see that that after (laughs) 13 13 children. Yeah, I mean, that's like, I think that's, that's... to 13, 14 years. That's a long time of being pregnant. But she found out that she was pregnant again, and all of her plans were pretty much out the window. But good thing that she decided to obviously go forward with the pregnancy and have the child because we have a huge global icon I in music. I think
1: you're going to have a huge respect for this mom because oh, yes. it's such pain. I'm not a woman, but... Yeah, everybody has heard of how painful it is to deliver it a child. It is not just one kid, but fourteen, 14. of them. <laughs> <laughs> this number is so I shocking. Know, I've
2: never, I don't think I've ever even heard of anyone having this many kids. I mean, no, a, neither amazing. have I. So this artist is from a very large family, obviously, as we just talked about. <laughs> fourteen, and, was, <laughs> and again. was certainly a musical bunch. So her parents created a band which toured the country when she was just an infant. So I guess while she was really young. She was surrounded by music So music is in her DNA Like a lot of stars Her family owned a piano bar And hmm. she started singing at the lounge when she was five So it didn't take long for customers to notice her majestic voice, which carries on to this day.
1: So she could still stand out among a huge family of musicians. That's
2: right. And uh, they began making requests for her to perform at such a young age. So, yeah, surrounded in the world of music. And I I would imagine they would have their own choir since there's just so many um, siblings around. So it's just huge family. Um, Let's move on to fact number two. And this is according to IMDB and wikipedia in september 1984 she performed a popular french song for Pope John II during his visit to Quebec, and this is in Canada. The concert took place at the Olympic Stadium in Montreal, with an audience of about 65,000 people. So, yeah, performed for the Pope. So that says something about her piano skills. She came a long way from singing in front of that piano, and now she's singing for Pope John II. Pretty amazing. Moving on a little bit more about this fact. She scored her first record deal at the age of 12, and not only a record deal, a husband. So, check this out. 12 years old. (laughs) A husband. Check it out. Are we hearing this right? (laughs) Yes, you are. Um, But not quite. Her brother sent her demo to a record label producer who initially didn't listen to it. And after constant urging, he finally did. And then he immediately invited her to an audition. And when he listened to her sing, he started to cry because I guess it was just really her voice just cut through him like an angel. Yes. So did this
1: producer personally say say this?
2: Well, it doesn't say this source doesn't say that what he said exactly, but it did say that, uh, and this is coming from the singer herself that he began to cry when he heard her sing. Okay, because this sounds really exaggerated. Well, he decided that he would sign her, but under one stipulation, and according to this source, that he wanted complete control over her career, okay? Mm. He mortgaged his house to pay for her to become famous. So, wow. he, yeah, he dipped into his own private funding, which at that time doesn't seem like uh was much if he had to mortgage his house, and, and, and went forward to bring this artist into stardom. And it's a good thing that he did. Years later, okay, the two... In- Actually, ended up getting married when she twelve. Okay, years later. Okay,
1: okay. (laughs) They ended up getting (laughs) married
2: when he when she was nineteen years old, and when they met, okay, seven years later. So right. So, but when they met, he was about thirty-eight. So my question is, was it love at first sight?
1: (laughs) This, at the same time, sounds like a romantic story, Mm, but mm, but also sounds like. (laughs) <laughs> Illegal. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, there's no evidence. There's no um, allegations know. on any of that type of behavior happening. But you know what they say, right? Love... Will find a way and they won't let a little thing like age get in the way right regardless
1: of race <laughs> the color of your skin your gender
2: so, so somehow that kind of makes me think of another artist that we won't talk about on this program completely different situation all right and according to access Hollywood uh, this source says that her mother was furious about this relationship when they went down at first because of the age difference um, that could have been one of the reasons but according to this source um, it had a lot to do with uh, just her being the baby. She's the Mm. youngest, and the mother wants the best for their kids and this guy was uh, divorced twice and he had like three kids and so you know sometimes when you have this type of background parents are like eh, I don't think you're going to be good for I know, think that's a universal right, uh,
1: characteristics right. for parents because I think in China the parents they wouldn't allow their kids to <laughs> especially it's a daughter yeah. to allow her to marry someone that's been married three times mm, with twice, a kid. according okay. to this source twice so it's and a, especially their age Difference is like uh, twelve and uh, thirty. Twenty six years.
2: Twenty six years. Twenty six year difference. Right. Right. So yeah, some friction there, but eventually things, like I said, love always finds a way. Things ended up working out, and he managed her career. Moving on to fact number three, and this is according to IMDb. She didn't record an English album until 1990. Before that, all of her music was in French. Okay. So this musician is from Quebec, Canada, if you haven't guessed already. So that's something else, probably a big hint for a lot of listeners out there and also the you know the the age gap between her and her husband is also a big tip for a lot of listeners out there. people who are big fans of this artist.
1: I think the only Canadian singer that
2: I know is um, <laughs> uh, Avril Lavigne. <laughs> Alright, well let's let's keep going. So by the time she was 18, this artist had already won several awards and released nine French albums. And then she saw, according to this source, she saw superstar Michael Jackson perform on television. And she told her producer slash husband that she wanted that level of success. Mm-hmm. And so after a year off and a makeover, she studied English and she released the Unison. Album. Okay. Again, another big hint for fans out there. That's a an album title I'm giving you guys. So, yeah. All right. Moving on a little bit more. Yun-Chi's face still doesn't look changed <laughs> at all, folks. I don't think he knows. Who it doesn't know. sound like Avril Lavigne so far. <laughs> He's disappointed. All right. Let's move on. Her first album in English was a massive success that allowed her more international fame that she had experienced by that point in her career. And um, she also made the decision to go ahead and open up a chain restaurant in Canada hmm. yeah, and it's called Nichols I think that's kind of interesting so not only was she uh, a big singer she became a business owner as well at that time and they say in this according to this source she lost her voice during her American tour when she released her album I think that that's kind of a nightmare of course when you're your you're, uh, career starting to take off and then all of a sudden you have a, a voice problem. And she had to listen to the doctor because the doctor says that you cannot speak for three weeks. So she went into silence for. About
1: so did she three have? Minutes. So did she have to go cancel her live concerts at the time? She had to cancel time.
2: it. Absolutely, had to cancel her tour in, uh in the, her American tour because to avoid vocal cord surgery, she had to not say anything for three weeks. And it sounds like it's not that difficult. But I mean, have you tried not saying a word to anyone for a, a day?
1: No, if I'm. <laughs> I think the, the perfect scenario for you to picture yourself not speaking for a long time is when you're not with anyone. Hmm. But even when I'm alone with myself, I would still speak to myself. (laughs) (laughs) Or sing in the bathroom to kill some time.
2: Exactly. And that's I think that's why it's really, really tough to just not make a sound at all. Even if three weeks or anything. We're so used to make... The vibration. Yeah, totally avoid that, right? Yeah, of course. So let's move on to fact number four. And this is according to The Telegraph, a UK-based newspaper. This artist sang the soundtrack song to the Disney film. Film Beauty and the Beast, but before that happened, they doubted whether this artist would be able to perform the song well enough because of the language barrier. So she didn't
1: speak English until she expanded her market into America.
2: Uh, I wouldn't say that she didn't speak English at all, but but, but not well enough. Well enough, she. I mean, she, most of her songs were sang in French. Right. So uh, I th- they. So because of that, they were worried. Like, uh, do we really want to invest time and money in this? artist, you know, English is not her first language, you know, so maybe we should consider other people. But Sounds like a legitimate concern. Yes, of course. It was a gamble, but nonetheless, the song went on to win an Oscar for Best Original Song in 1992, and this singer won a Grammy as well. So... Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. I know. Tale of right, right, right. That, but I know that's another signal for people I know. out there.
1: <laughs> I think that's a big signal, but yeah, for Manny. But unfortunately,
2: <laughs> unfortunately no, for you, Chief. No, folks, for me. His face is still frowned up here. Yeah, doesn't look but. like he knows. Okay, let's move on a little bit more. She's contributed her voice on a number of notable film soundtracks, one of which surprisingly was Deadpool. Two. Have you seen Deadpool?
1: I love Deadpool, but <laughs> I remember most of the tracks from Deadpool being raps. Wait, that's actually not true. I remember th- there was one song from the, f- the first Deadpool. Um, it's a saxophone song. I'm never gonna sound again. I know, know it's, it's not I from The way I with you. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I think that's that's George Michael, right? And Wham. I know it's that's Wham. That's that's right. (laughs) Yeah, that song. He he brought that song back again and again in that first one, but in the second one, I think there's a a different song that we're referencing here. So Ryan Reynolds, the actor, was actually shocked about her agreeing to come on board for the uh, the soundtrack as well. So she
1: did sing a music for. uh, She she did sing.
2: She sang something for this um, this actual movie. So big. big big clue for those hardcore Deadpool fans out there but let's move on a little bit more Mm -hmm. this artist was dubbed the Messiah of Las Vegas for helping the city dig out of dire straits. And according to the director of the Center of Business and Economic Research in Las Vegas, he said, quote, she's been called a one-woman economic stimulus package. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. People will come to the city just to see her and will spend money as a consequence. And she has an outsized impact on the economy. He said that she's bigger than Elvis, Sinatra, Liberace put together, and he re- she reportedly sold out every show during her Las Vegas residence from 2003 to 2007 and created about $114 million mm-hmm. worth of new economic activity and produced 7,000 jobs. I think that that's incredible. For me, I, I, because I've been to Vegas around this time a few times, I, I know exactly you know who this, this is- person was, and I was like, <laughs> yeah, she was a big deal. This is a
1: completely new perspective for this show. We're talking about this musician from the perspective of
2: economy, stimulating an economy, and employment. Right. Right. This artist has brought jobs. Also and this is just a little bit of celebrity gossip here in 2000 early 2019 there were rumblings that this artist had moved on following the 2016 uh, death of her husband with her dancer Pepe Muñoz and they've been spotted together numerous times in you know a couple of years and holding hands in public but of course the artist denies any kind of romantic relationship.
1: I think she doesn't have to because she has done her time with a much elder, Partner, and now it's probably her time to be with uh, someone that's much younger than she is.
2: That's certainly an interesting perspective that you have there. (laughs) Let's move on to fact number five, and this is according to Billboard magazine. This artist sang a power ballad that is one of the best selling singles of all time. Yunchi, you know what you know this song, and the Recording Industry Association of America named it one of the songs of the century, and it was almost never recorded. This artist apparently did not like this song at first and didn't want to sing it. And her husband persuaded her to record a demo for the song. So the demo, which was done only in one take, actually ended up becoming the version that we all heard and fell in love with. That's amazing. One time. And that was it. Because you guys wouldn't believe how many
1: times we have to take to record this.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so one take is pretty amazing. The demo... According to her own words Is actually the real recording I never sang that song again Except three million times after that In live performances <laughs> <laughs> So for the recording she didn't So she's s- I mean,
1: succumbing to The power of Money.
2: Well, I don't know if it's that. I think at that point in her career, it's just, you know, people that are close to you, ask you to do it. And they really think, you know, they, sometimes people can push you to do something that you don't want to do if you mm. care about them. Right. So I, I think I also read in that interview that she wanted to strangle her husband for making her do that. So,
1: But that song, I, I assume that song brought her fame, popularity and fortune as well.
2: Yes, it has. It made her so household doesn't... name right. all over the world. And it is also a soundtrack song So she doesn't like the style of that music I suppose I guess so I didn't go into detail why um, she didn't like the song okay. But it's a huge song And I guess I could try to hum a little bit of the song <laughs> But it's really difficult Considering who this person is uh, Okay, I'm prepared You're prepared? <laughs> Alright Bring it
1: in <laughs> Hurts my ears. Near, far, wherever you
2: are. You want to finish and the
1: rest? You're here <laughs> in
2: my heart, and my, my heart, heart will go gone. on. And- So, yeah, that pretty much takes me to the end of my facts. And I think Yun-Chi has Do an Do I still idea. need to guess
1: who this person is?
2: <laughs> well, you can go ahead and give the name, right? Right. I, I almost
1: mistook that because I know that Ariana Grande, she just the past few years, she uh-huh. also sang the theme song for The Beauty and Beast Mm -hmm. with John Legend. Okay. But I know she isn't Canada. (laughs) She's not from Canada. (laughs) And I don't think she speaks French. Yeah. (laughs) But the biggest clue for me was obviously uh, The Beauty and Beast because then... After I heard the version of Ariana Grande, Uh and then I came across and knew knew who,
2: (laughs) who was the original singer for The Beauty and the Beast. So who is the singer that we're talking about today? Drop it on us.
1: Okay. So she's a big name in China as well. And her name is Celine Dion.
2: All right. All right. I don't think we need to hear what the judges have to say about that. Celine Dion is correct. Uh-huh. Did you know that there was one year Celine
1: actually came over to China and performed on the Spring Festival Gala no, I with didn't a know Chinese that. musician and they were both singing a Mandarin song? Wow. I don't remember which year
2: specifically it was, but. Wow. Yes, yeah, she
1: had this history with yeah, China. So
2: she's crossed over to the Chinese market. That's what right. did it. <laughs> With over 200 million albums sold worldwide, Celine Dion is one of the best selling artists of all time. And of course, her voice is recognizable nearly anywhere. And many of her songs have made musical history. A star from a young age, Celine Dion has recorded nine French albums and won numerous awards by the time she was 18. And she's received the National Order of Quebec, her province's highest honor, in April of 1998. She went on to record several hits, including number ones like The Power of Love, Because You Loved Me, my Heart Will Go On and I'm Your Angel. And after we know a little bit more about her background, we clearly know who she's singing about. In- and now I not, not understand
1: why that producer was almost in tears when he heard her singing. Mm. Because her song, My Heart Will Go On and On, and that movie did make, <laughs> I would say, millions of people cry.
2: Yeah, yeah. Especially in the context of that movie. But he cried before that song came out, years before that song came yeah, out. Yeah, that's so- true. <laughs> so crying for other reasons, apparently. So the song songs that I'm going to share for you today are a couple of the ones that I've already mentioned. First up, I got Because You Loved Me, followed by The Power of Love. Check it out.
3: For all those times you stood by me, for all the truth that you made me see, for all the joy you brought to my life, for all the wrong that you made right, for every dream.
2: And that was The Power of Love by Queen Celine. Amazing artist, amazing voice. And and I think the radiance in her voice is felt all over the world. Certainly. And that radiance
1: is covering here in China as well. She's got so many fans here. Mm, right, right. I love her music, especially the one that she doesn't particularly love. <laughs> My heart will go on, That's right. unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs>
2: right. I guess we did her a favor by not playing that song today for this episode. So, Yunji... What you got for us today?
1: So the lady I'm introducing today, she's got a really interesting music style that in her early career, she was famous as a children's songs singer. Okay, so she sang songs for kids. For, for kids. And okay. then later she expanded her range into...
2: Punk and rock. Oh, I saw that coming. (laughs) Right. So (laughs) when you're around kids long enough, you become very punk.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, (laughs) that could be the reason. But So her music style has changed a lot over the years. Well, we can start from fact number one. She was born in
2: 1977. 1977, okay. As
1: a mistake. Oh. Because she was just like Celine Dion, her birth was not part of the plan for Uh her parents
2: because when she was born... What kid (laughs) is part of the plan, though? I mean, most of the time they do kind of come unexpectedly. Really? Yeah.
1: I picture most uh, responsible parents with a (laughs) plan. Also irresponsible parents. (laughs) The fertilization of their kids but i'm probably overestimating a lot of parents out there a
2: lot of parents have kids unexpectedly right.
1: but by the time this musician was born her parents were both teenagers and her father actually left her before she turned 2 years old mm. and she had to she grew up with her mother and grandmother and so in her upbringing there was this male role lacking
2: yeah daddy issues on the on, on the, the way <laughs> yeah
1: and her grandmother was very strict with her They normally are And just like most other Chinese kids She would spend most of her childhood With all kinds of after school trainings and classes And uh, her mother was a professional singer uh, even though she wasn't very famous, mm-hmm. she still wanted her to kind of follow her suit in the musical career. And she signed her daughter Rob to piano and then later nine years old for flute
2: courses. That sounds like a lot of work. The grandma's pushing her to do the right. high school classes and the mom's like, no, wait a minute. You need to be a musician, <laughs> too. So you need to play this flute. You need to play this piano. You probably need to sing.
1: You need to so, do math well, you oh. need to do Chinese well and learn English ge- geography. So this child has like four full-time jobs. Right. So when she was 12 years old, she graduated from the music class in her elementary school. And she composed a song for this graduation ceremony. And this song was known to be the first song produced by her. And then two years later, when she was 14 years old, she completed the lyrics. And I can give you a taste of these lyrics written by a 14-year-old teenager. So it goes like, All right, love is blind, Session is pathetic. I am affiliated.
2: Okay. I mm. don't understand that. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's poetry because I'm just like uh, Yeah,
1: it's a little it's like a a bit haiku. poetry, yes. <laughs> but yeah, sounds quite sophisticated for a fourteen year teenager. It sounds a little conflicted if you ask me, but yes. <laughs> it does. <laughs> So she had a quite lonely childhood because all her friends were playing outside and uh, Mm -hmm. only herself was locked up in her room, doing math, questions. All those classes
2: that grandma and mom wanted to do,
1: right? Right. Man. And I guess for this experience, even though she was able to learn music and her talent in music was discovered, Mm -hmm. but she had this sea of rebellion. (laughs) that was planted in her in her childhood when daddy left yeah probably probably <laughs> I was gonna say the the classes, courses and tight control over her life yeah that too right so now let's move on to the second fact All which right. is according to Sohu.com okay so she started attending children's TV shows at a very young age 14 years old she auditioned for a chewing gum commercial yeah. I actually did go to check out uh, the video of that commercial yeah. it's quite poetic until the very last second you cannot tell it's a commercial for chewing gum really so I guess it's poorly designed this yeah commercial. I was going to say I think they, they missed the mark But and then later when she was four, 17 years old she shot a movie with Jackie Chan, so the guy that invested in Lehman Brothers in 2008 <laughs> right it's <laughs> funny that his name is next to Lehman. Whenever we talk about him on the show, it's why? Hilarious. Where did that association came from? <laughs> and and this movie is actually pretty cool. I saw the clip. She slapped him really hard. <laughs> but like, especially for someone just starting as a celebrity, it must be frightening that you have to slap someone that's big.
2: No, nah, not that she didn't like him in the first place. I mean, she probably been wanting to do that for years. You
1: know? Okay, <laughs> motivation.
2: Right? Yeah, <laughs> I've wanted to do this for years. (laughs) Exactly It might have gave her Some confidence in the business Like I just slapped Jackie Chung That's right (laughs) And that movie
1: Actually got her nominated For the best new actress award See In Hong Kong She got awarded For slapping her right Yes I guess (laughs)
2: Maybe started
1: her career. Points for courage. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and so she had this. So she was young, and she had a pretty innocent look. And she, and her company thought she was the perfect fit for children's songs. And then got her the opportunity to sing the Mandarin version of the theme song of two very big
2: Japanese cartoons. Two? Okay, so Japanese cartoons. Yes. Uh, the first pocket. one is
1: called Doraemon. Oh, Doraemon. Yeah. da 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 yeah, da da. Yeah. Da da, I da 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 yeah. And the other one is called Chibi Makuro Chang. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing the name right. I've Because I only know the the Chinese name of this cartoon, but the theme music of this cartoon goes like... da 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 You remember? It's
2: another service we provide on this show, Little songs, theme songs. Good material to listen with your
1: children. Right. <laughs> Do you recall this melody?
2: I've heard it before, yes.
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I guess the lifespan of these cartoons were quite long.
2: Yeah, they've been around for a while, and anybody that's dabbled in uh, Japanese animation is going to hear it.
1: Oh, I didn't know that. I thought this memory is only ex- exclusive for myself. No, no. didn't know I shared this with TJ. <laughs> yeah, but during that period, this musician, she appeared uh, so many times in public, dressed as a fairy. And she also dressed like that in on her album cover as a well. A fairy, huh? Right, like tooth fairy, but mm. irrelevant to tooth. Just a fairy.
2: I could see how that would get over old I mean, maybe once it's okay, but I mean, if it's... Yes, as you grow older... Yeah, as you get older, you may look back and be a little bit embarrassed and be like, oh, that was ridiculous. I really didn't want to wear that dress.
1: You got that right. That's actually the next fact. She got embarrassed. <laughs> but before we move on to the next fact, we ha- she was so involved with this children's music market. Mm. And in 1998, so she was 20 years old back then, she also performed on China's biggest annual TV event, the Spring Festival Gala. Oh, and on this event, unlike Celine Dion, was singing as a goddess. Yeah. So this musician, she appeared in two pigtails, and these pigtails were pointing upward like two antennas.
2: At, at 20 years old, right? Yes,
1: and she was also wearing a pumpkin dress. Oh man. And okay. on the stage, she was singing the song, it's called The Healthy Song, which <laughs> oh. later also became her signature song of all times. And this song goes like. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Do I even want to know What that means <laughs> Yeah I'm going to explain Very quick So the lyrics is like a... I bet she didn't have Any friends man I think yeah. if she had any friends she... They would probably Tease her and laugh her. I think well, she first of all The dress The pumpkin dress And mm. probably the fairy costume And the pigtails I mean man Yeah
1: she probably has Plenty of friends But they are like Underage friends Yeah, Under...
2: <laughs> yeah probably
1: Yeah and the the, the the lyrics of The song just there Is like uh, Three twirls on the left Three twirls on the right, and shake your neck, shake your butt. Shake Uh, your neck. Shake your butt. (laughs) How do you shake your neck? That's actually... Can you demonstrate that for me? That's actually a special dance. Shake their heads, like, left and right. Also, that's moving your it.
2: head from left to right. Okay, that's not shaking your neck. That's why I'm like, how do you shake okay. your neck? Like just it, only shake your neck and nothing yes. else moves. I mean, that's
1: okay. Point <laughs> off. Superhuman. Point taken from Chi for a bad <laughs> translation. <laughs> yeah. So move your neck, shake your butt, and go to bed early. Get up early. Let's do
2: exercises. So that's the lyrics. Of the healthy Man. song that, I'm saying I mean if I had a friend That was famous And was For, singing, for this And singing songs like that I would have jokes too But <laughs> they're just, gonna leave him I would invite this person over Just so that I could tease The songs <laughs> And have him <laughs>
1: Performing On your
2: family's Christmas party no, Right No I would just Replay the videos That they performed In the pumpkin dress <laughs> And just laugh at him <laughs>
1: Right You're not the Targeted
2: audience for, for, for this music But this You mentioned this person Is like in their 20s So if I'm right. If I'm a friend of this person and I'm in my twenties too, I'm gonna have, uh, I'm gonna have jokes. Of course I'm gonna have jokes. Yeah. I might and I might be a hater because you you know, you make more money than I do and you're famous. But still it's just because I think it's more suitable to have a child do songs That's for right. children. And then when you're an adult I mean unless they're old enough and they know what they're doing and they don't care, and they're past that stage where they they know who they are, then it's, I think it's okay, because you have older people who do lots of videos, especially in the English teaching world. I mean, there's a lot of adults that sing songs and try to make educational videos, but I think from a young child, it could be a little bit uh, smothering because you may not really like it or you're just kind of doing it because it's what's been given to you, you know?
1: I can tell she's not that happy because I know the the story is afterwards. Yeah. But actually the company, her company didn't stop there and because her image, her public image as as this children's song singer Mm -hmm. was so popular, especially after she got on the Chinese national television with that spring festival gala. And the company kept creating more children's songs for her and some include I love showering, te- teeth brushing song. <laughs> so it's very, yeah, that's, I think I that's what,
2: showering, that's awesome.
1: I think that's what TJ brought up. It's because there, there are people that want you to do this and you are making profit for yeah. them and the fans, the general public, they already bought this. They already like this mask, this face of yours.
2: Right, right. But it's I think it would also be hard for people to look at you as a legitimate musician. You know, it is more like, oh, look, it's so, so and they would bring their child and put the child in front of you you know but as an adult to an adult it's like they don't really you know you don't resonate with them it's just like you're like a a mascot or uh, mascot indeed right you know and so I think it's almost a little bit dehumanizing
1: yes by that time she actually did have some mature songs Mm -hmm. but her image as the fairy was just too popular and (laughs) so the company then put her on to more performances and activities in the children's market and she was visiting this elementary schools non-stop doing morning exercises. Do you do morning exercises in America? I've, no,
2: I, I, but I've seen the morning exercises. Here, here in China. China right. Like, yeah, these schoolyards where there's a lot of kids and they're moving around and you yes. have one, one coach in the front and they're all... And she was the coach.
1: She probably uh, was the coach. Yeah. In front <laughs> so of all difficult. those kids. <laughs>
2: oh,
1: man. And so she did... <laughs> She got famous, but at the same time, she felt really embarrassed as someone in her 20s and still does exercises with the kids, sings children's songs, and wears dramatic makeups and costumes. Yeah. And the word on the street is there was a period of time that she got really annoyed when she... Sure. I believe it. ...when she hears the healthy song. <laughs>
2: or any of those songs man I, I think it would be probably uh what is it you might get some ptsd if like it's you I if think you've gotten so, yeah. some again if you had a friend like me that would tease you for all the songs that she you probably done. has
1: plenty of friends like you <laughs> <laughs> that's why she was really embarrassed hears those
2: songs it's like it brings back this feeling like oh this is not good this is not who i want to be no you know what i'm saying yeah. yeah
1: and that's right now let's move on to the next fact this is according to Xiangxi.net and I, I'd like to call this fact Nirvana okay because she was reborn from the ashes okay and despite the strong opposition from her company she still wanted to release a very different album as opposed to those children's songs mm. and for this album she cut her long hair which was a representation for youth and vitality and she got a buzz cut oh okay nice the true self is Rising up, and uh, she also got her ear pierced, her lip pierced. Oh, wow! And her makeup style changed drastically from fairy tale to punk. Sounds like a rocker (laughs) for sure. And her cute, positive, and child friendly music was also replaced by a lot of screaming and punk rock.
2: Yeah, I kind of saw this coming with, obviously, with the growing up. Anytime somebody is forced to do something, there's going to be a period of time where
1: It's they only just... building up for the huge burst. Yes. Sometime in the future, right? Yes. And here the burst comes. It must feel good for her to finally be able to release herself. But by that time, during the big change, mm-hmm. many of her fans couldn't accept dramatic oh, change course. in her style.
2: Yeah, you're going to have these people that just can't accept and...
1: Yeah, they love the old her.
2: Right. The it's, pumpkin dress it's her. Convenient for their kids. So it's like, Whoa, "Wait, what are you doing? My kids love you. I have to find another star," right? Yeah.
1: It's just like she turned from a good next door girl to a degenerate, and some of these
2: fans—they
1: even started boycotting her.
2: Ah, uh, that's um, okay. You know, you don't need those fans anyway. They're not willing to. No, yeah. Yeah, as an artist, if you're changing your style or you're becoming a more work that's more representative of who you are, if they're real fans, and that's the thing. Yeah, I, think I call
1: that, them fake fans.
2: Yeah, I think for her, she knew that she didn't have a lot of real fans, and so she wanted to probably shed these guys off and. And really establish herself as a musician.
1: So. Yeah, that's a good phrase. Sh- shut them off.
2: Yep, absolutely.
1: Yeah, so she did want these people to like the real her. But the more she tries to prove herself The more disapproval she got mm-hmm. And for a long time That's where she got A little bit of a depression And she almost took her own life
2: Oh man
1: But by that time It was lucky She's got a boyfriend And he stood by her side And helped her go through The difficult time And this relationship Actually inspired her To create a jazzy song Which later became Her signature song Oh nice It's called I want us to be together
2: Nice That's good and so it's actually a relationship that's positive and actually does well, you know. And, some, and wow. sometimes in these guys' lives, and these uh, superstars' lives, it's always yes. r- relationships that kind of bring them to a certain turning point from a negative perspective. But this one sounds positive,
1: right? And this album won her numerous accolades, and her new style was finally
2: recognized.
1: And this encouraged her to make the music that she really enjoys, which is jazz and rock. Nice. And then she started further letting herself go <laughs> and dyeing her hair in all kinds of colors, yeah. getting tattoos. And she even got a lip ring as a tribute to the mole of Marilyn Monroe. Okay. Do you know there's the, this mole on Marilyn Monroe's of course, lip? Of course, of yeah, course. A so, really
2: attractive mole that's been... Yes. I think you see... It, I think after her, the mole thing kind of got popular and a yeah. lot of people were more open about exposing their uh, quote-unquote imperfections. Yes. And now
1: we are on our very last fact. And this is according to netease.com. I have to warn you guys that this fact is a little bit graphic. All right. So we're talking about how positive that relationship was, the one that helped her to go through the hardship. But unfortunately, that relationship didn't work out eventually. Yeah. Later, she met another guy from her band. But unlike the positive one that was supported by many of her close friends, The new relationship was strongly opposed by them because everyone knows, okay, for starter, this guy is poor. But the reason for the opposition is that this guy is publicly known as a dink. Do you know what a dink is, TJ? No idea. It's short for double income, no kids. So is that like two people working? Yes.
2: So it's for couples that are together, but they don't want to have kids. So how do they know that? How can you call somebody a dink as an individual? because don't you need to have two people to be considered a dink? Right. Yes, that's like her, his value. Like So so
1: if he finds someone in the future, so it's like he doesn't want the kids. Okay. I
2: guess dink is just for people who don't want to have kids. That's super judgmental and I think it's none of their business, right? I yeah, mean, they're not having the kids with yeah. her boyfriend. It's like, okay, so this guy's only value is to give you a child. I don't know. I just don't see the logic behind their her friends or her circle saying that this guy's no good just because
1: yes of course there are some other reasons as well he's not pretty he's poor and also among other among all these reasons one of them is that he's a dink Mm, and mm. uh, but this musician she ignored her friend's objections she kept staying with him and so this is where it gets a little bit graphic Uh so she was even said to have removed her uterus because okay. her boyfriend doesn't want kids,
2: is that really like his? Like, okay, does she like say that in a statement? Like, he doesn't want to have kids, so I'm removing it for him. Or was that? That sounds very, very personal for a woman to make that decision to remove a organ from their body, right? I know she wants to be herself. the The tattoos, yeah,
1: the lip rings, right? Uh, the all kinds of colors on her hair, but. Doing something to your body, I think that should take a lot of consideration.
2: I think it's kind of hard to place the blame on who's responsible for that move. Ultimately, it's the person who carried out the operation, yes. right? Yeah.
1: I do believe people should have full control to their bodies. Yeah. But I also think this kind of behavior, we don't encourage this kind of behavior. And if anybody is thinking to do something to your own body, and mm. especially something that's permanent, that's irreversible, yeah, you should really consider triple or five times, ten times. Yes, of course. Before doing so, absolutely. Yes. So we have hit the end of the road of mm. facts. So TJ, do you have any lucky guess for this musician today?
2: Hmm. Well, there is one artist that, uh, she's really popular and she kind of has this, um, childish vibe. Uh, I wouldn't say she has a childish vibe. No, I'm joking. But she's, she kind of has the short hair, like not mm. necessarily a buzz cut, but she kind of yeah. has this, like, androgynous look where she can kind of be kind of like a bad girl kind of look Rebellious. to her. Rebellious. Yeah. But in terms of her style, of, in terms of her style of music, I'm going to go with uh, Li Hmm,
1: I can totally see why you're picking her as your answer. <laughs> but we can... Well, I think I'm saying a bit too much. Let's hear what the judges say. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: oh. Unfortunately, it's not (laughs) Li Yuchun, but it's a totally legitimate guess. All right. Okay, so the name of this very cool girl is Mavis Fan. Mavis Fan. Or in Mandarin, Fan Xiaoxuan. So she's a singer, producer... And also an actress for in some of the movies. Oh, wow. She was first known in children's music. We all we all know that, and then she later expanded her range into jazz, rock, and electric music. So the two songs I'm presenting today are the two signature songs that I have mentioned earlier.
2: Wait a minute! It's not it's not the children's <laughs> song, is it?
1: <laughs> I am really sorry, Mavis fan, if you're listening to this, but it's part of your music style, oh, and it's no, he didn't. It's so notable <laughs> as part of your music style and so the first one we're going to play is the
2: one that appeared on I like the shower or <laughs> <laughs> what? That's just, that's messed up, man. Yes, I mean, if yes. she happens to listen to this show, I think she's going to be really pissed.
1: Yes, so I really need to apologize. And I think maybe by the time when she was changing her style, it was mm. difficult for her to look at, what have I done in the past? But I think now she has already accomplished in this new realm of
2: music. Uh, you're, you're hoping that she Yeah, I hope.
1: Have, yeah, Mavis, yeah. If, you, if you cannot, I hope, and I think you should. Or, and I'm not in your position to say what you should or shouldn't, but I hope you can look at the past with a better
2: mind Do you have one children's song and then one of her recent songs? Of
1: course. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. All right. Of course. Yes. (laughs) We're going to be able to sample both of her two notable styles. Awesome. The first one is the healthy song (laughs) from her early career. Uh Uh-huh. And the second one is called, I Want Us to Be Together, right, from right. her second half of her career.
2: Sounds good. Yunchi. Chi, we're going to go ahead and end this episode. Thank you so much for introducing your star. And for all of you joining us today, we hope you've enjoyed. And shoot us a message. Get with us. Let us know how we're doing. And if you have a star that you think we should give you a trivia on, be sure to give us a shout out. I'm TJ Reed, and it's your friend Vinci here, Mavis. (laughs) Take it easy, folks. (laughs) We'll see you next time. See ya.
0: Peace. (laughs) 抖手呀手啊兜兜脚 我静静的放着你给我的CD 我不知该如何对你笑对你苦衷着嘴部里你像个机器